Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack the little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy. Hi everyone, welcome to Getting on Top. I'm your host Paul Morris. We hear Wednesdays typically today on Thursday from 4 to 4:30 p.m. That's Eastern Time, and we broadcast from the Southern Hudson Valley region of New York State. You are the towners. That's just the northern suburbs of New York City, which is my own town. And um, today I'm going to be. Uh, I don't have a guest. I'll going to kind of interview myself, if you will. And also, I want to let you know that little ditty that you heard is called "Freight Train Freddy." It's by a children's. It's it's the name of a children's rhyming story that I wrote about a 19th century steam engine as it makes its way through the uh, West. And the, uh, the song was written and performed by Peter Tazone, who was also the illustrator of the book. And Peter uh, has some beautiful pictures in the book, along with my uh, my uh, rhymes. And if someone would like to uh, find out more about it and check it out, go to ftfcreations.com. That's F-T-F as in Freight Train Freddy. Creations.com. You can see the pictures, read some of the rhymes, and uh, also uh, buy the book, e versions for two ninety nine, or the soft cover as well. And uh, today we're going to talk about depression. Uh, I know it's not a happy subject, but unfortunately, a lot of people suffer from it. I did, as my father did before me. Uh, that's doesn't mean it's hereditary because it is not uh, at all, and you'll understand that uh, as we get through the program. Uh, there is, you know, there may be some statistical connection between people who have depression and their parents, but that it's just statistics. It's not a cause and effect there. Uh, just like if your father broke his arm once and you broke yours, it doesn't mean you went inherited a broken arm or a tendency necessarily. But anyway, uh, I'm going to explain what it what does cause depression. You'll understand why I'm saying that. Uh, I'm not trying to be mysterious, but I want to get into it fully as we go through the program. Uh, the program today is going to talk about what depression is and what is not, and why do I say that? Um, there's a lot of confusion around what depression is. I really, truly believe after studying it for 20 years, I am an emotional healing practitioner myself. Uh, I healed, I, it took me, I studied it for about 20 years. I finally found the uh, key to turn depression off or to switch to turn it off. I turned it off for myself and developed that process uh, and refined it. And I've helped a number of other people 
also uh, free themselves from depression. But And naturally, I read a lot about it, and I see there's a lot of confusion about it, and um, people confuse depression with mood disorder. It's not exactly. I mean, you could call it that, but there's much more to it than that. Actually, uh, depression, uh, depression is something that has a driver involved in it, and uh, where a mood disorder pops up from time to time, which may be uh, may be based on uh, emotional, uh, uh, some kind of a chemical problem in the brain, and that could cause a mood disorder and cause other uh, mental disorders. But that is not depression. Uh, depression is something very specific, and uh, the mood disorder, is, why it looks like a mood disorder is because that is the symptom of depression. It looks like a mood disorder. Just like when people first uh, started getting Lyme disease, they go to the doctor and they doctors didn't know what it was because it looked like something else. Uh, and they finally found out what it was. Well, uh, depression is like that. It looks like Somebody has just a down mood, and uh, it you know pops up from time to time. Uh, more so uh, during the period of late teens and early twenties for typically for a man, uh, and uh, and women as well, but also later in life. But the reason for that is just that these times are more can be more stressful in life for people. Uh, when when kids are young, uh, you know, they have to decide what they're going to do. They have to leave their home usually often. And, uh, you know, when, when, when we become more stressed, then things that bother us, like depression, tend to take over more and show themselves more. Uh, just like a herpes simplex, and there is actually an analogy between herpes and uh, and depression in that uh, herpes, when it when it comes out, it looks like a rash, but it's more than a rash because there's a driver there. The driver is the herpes simplex uh, virus, and uh, during times of stress, I read the uh, it. It manifests in 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 rashes. Well, similarly, uh, depression has a driver, which I'll talk about in a little while. And in times of stress, and other times that when people feel put upon, or when the thing that caused the depression uh, is is in their mind, they could have depressive episodes as well. And those episodes can look like just the down mood. But like herpes, it's just not a uh, rash. It's it's caused by something, a driver, if you will. And the depression is caused by a driver as well, uh, which I'll explain uh, during this discussion. So, so the reason why what it's not is it's not a mood disorder. 
And that's why uh, the medical community has had such a hard time uh, helping people with it uh, because they, for people with mood disorders, often uh, medications work. And uh, so when they think, oh, it works for this one, doesn't for that one, I do not have any proof, but I would bet anything that the people it works for mostly have mood disorders. They don't have depression. It just looks like they do. And that's the difference. The ones that really have depression, uh, the depression, and I've spoken to a number of them on medication, uh, heavy doses even, that still have depression even though they're on medication. Again, because it's a driver, there's something, um, there's something driving the depression and it tends to overcome the thing that's holding it back. You know, just like uh, a Somebody who drinks a lot or a drug addict, it takes a lot more of that uh, alcohol or a drug to get that person high because the body compensates. So with a depressive, you know, it's trying to get you depressed and that medication is trying uh, to, you know, to keep keep your, uh, your, your, your brain chemistry balanced and it just pushes beyond it. It just tries harder, and that's why uh, people suffer. Again, the the um, the depression causes the me- the uh, chemical imbalance in the brain, not the other way around. They have it backwards. With the mood disorder, yes, the chemistry does, but not with depression. Okay, surely, you know, it's going to cause it. it the depression is going to change your mood, which is going to change your brain chemistry. Just like if you see a bear, unfortunately, in the woods and it starts coming at you, you're going to get frightened and your fear is going to cause adrenaline to be pumped into your bloodstream to make you run faster. So the fear is going to cause the change in the body chemistry. So you can get out of there and perhaps survive the uh, bear. And similarly, um, depression causes causes us when it creates this mood, down mood, to uh, to uh, to have this this brain chemistry that looks like a bad uh, mood disorder. There's a lot to it. I can't cover it all. Uh, I'll probably go about a half an hour, maybe 40 minutes. I can't cover it all. There's a great deal to it, and I could speak for hours and hours on it. Uh, I've studied it in great detail, the ramifications of it, and uh, the way it works, you know, how it works, why it works, and how it ties into other things, like when people, uh, older people typically, but it could be for a younger person, but typically we see it in older people, when they're married a long time and are very connected to their spouse and the spouse dies, uh, they often die soon after because they don't want to live anymore. Okay, That's what depression is. It's a death wish. Uh, I'll get to it in a minute, how it works exactly when you're young. It starts on or about birth, sometimes during the birth process. So when an older person... They want to die because they don't can't they don't want to live any longer without their spouse, and they do. 
Everybody I know my neighbor did. People know people all the time. You see in movies. Uh, there was an older movie uh, with Mel Gibson about that. He was living, you know, he's from Australia. And his, his adopted parents, his, his, the mother died and the, the father just said, I don't want to live and he died soon afterwards. Um, and uh, I've seen it happen to my mother when she was sick. She had cancer. She would, The doctor said she could go for six months or with chemo maybe two years. My mother told me she had enough. She was ready to die and being in two weeks, she was dead. And a friend of mine told me same thing with her mother. Her mother was in her 90s, but she was healthy. God, the woman looked like she was 20 years younger. I met the woman a number of times. She looked fantastic. She looked like she was 73. Healthy, slim, I mean, great, you know, great attitude, everything. And she just had this, uh, she came with She came with this mental problem. I think it was Alzheimer's, I'm not sure. But it wouldn't have killed her, certainly not within a week or two, which is what happened. And the woman, I said, well, how's your mother doing? She said, she's dead. I said, really? What, what happened? She said she got this. She didn't want to live with it. And she said, I, I'm going to die. And being she died. So we could do that. People have the ability to die if they want to. It just works that way most of the time. So let's get back to what depression is. I told you what it isn't. Not a mood disorder. It's uh, what happens is when we're born. By the way, almost twi- about forty percent more women suffer from it than men. Uh, depression, that is. Although more men uh, commit suicide than women, just the better at committing suicide than women are. Women attempt it more. (sighs) Anyway, that's very sad. So many people die from this, you know, killing themselves. It's one of the leading causes of death. And uh, I really want to help people, and I can. Especially the... um, the, uh, 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 people, you know, in the war, uh, and you know, suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know, uh, I mean, it's horrible when you see when you see that. See these young men and women, uh, mostly men, of course, um, who have been in war and and just, you know, it's stressful. They had it in all the wars. In, in the first war, they called it uh, bomb, uh, shell shock, uh, battle fatigue, I think they called it in the Second World War, shell shock in the First World War. It's horrible. And it also brings in, and the people that suffer the most are the ones who have depression to begin with because it just compounds it and makes it worse. But anyway, the way you get depression is when you're born and you're and, and you're not wanted. Okay, like I wasn't, <laughs> and I guess my father as well. That's why it's not hereditary. <laughs> Being not wanted by your parents is not hereditary. Uh, when you're not wanted by your parents, and you know, babies know what's going on. They could feel it. They, they, Their intuition tells them. And anyone that's had children knows when you're uncomfortable, your baby knows it, and they cry usually because it makes them uncomfortable. Uh, when they're not wanted, they 
say, hey, I, a lot of them say, I don't want to live like this. I want to die. Go back to that beautiful place where I came from. And a lot of them do die. That's why sudden infant death syndrome is unexplainable in many cases. And I was told, by the way, just coincidentally, about 27 years ago, by this man who who, who knew about this, and uh, he said that he's a uh, well-known psychic. He said, I forget the context it was brought up in a long time ago, that the babies that die from this are the ones who want to die. That's why they can't explain their deaths. They just die. And uh, I found out later the reason they want to die is because they rejected at birth, like I was. And I know it's true because my older brother is 10 years older. I mentioned it to him a little while back. It's kind enough to say, yeah, you aren't wanted. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Anyway... But uh, it reinforced my, my thinking about this. And, of course, I heard it from a number of other people. That's why I know it. I didn't make this up. I was told by someone I was working with who suffered from depression. She remembers being born and not being one and wanting to die. But what happens is the ones that don't die, like myself and my father and this woman and many others who have it, um, have depression. Why? Because they have this instruction in their brain, in their subconscious, that say they want to die. And their subconscious mind just does what it's told. Just like a computer. It doesn't make value judgment. The subconscious mind is not there to make value judgments. Your conscious mind, your free will, makes the value judgment. Your this unconscious mind just follows what it's told. That's its job. So it's just every time you hook that emotional trauma that created that death wish, all right, when you feel unwanted and so on, whatever it is exactly that triggers it for you, bingo, you're going to get a, a uh, an episode, a depressive episode. And as time goes on, we have a lot of connections to this feeling. And then a lot of other things could trigger it, you know, that reminds us of something that reminds us of feeling like that and so on. And, it, you know, the web just grows and grows, unfortunately. I know that's how I found the uh, what caused it. I got up one morning, which I had done many mornings, unfortunately, at that point. And, I'm, you know, I'm over 70, so I've been through this for a while. Anyway, it was a little while back about five years ago, six, five to seven years ago. And and I said, damn it, why? how could you wake up being depressed? It was really in, driving me crazy. And I just said to myself, well, maybe it's a habit. You know, how you just have it, you just do it without thinking. And I realized if it was a habit, you could change it. And I decided to change it to end it. And bingo, I was free. So... That's the switch, and I know how to help you find it and, and turn that switch off, and also uh, how to heal that emotional trauma and release it that caused it. And that, coupled with the third step, which is to think in happy ways. I know it sounds simple, and it is, but it works. 
my dear departed mother told me, think happy thoughts. I thought how silly. Boy, was she ever right. She had no idea how right she was. Maybe she did. How right she was. Thank you, Ma, for being so wise and smart. And unfortunately, I was too dumb to realize at the time how right you are. But I learned later on how that works. And uh, I may not have time, probably won't, to go into it in detail. But if you check out one of my previous shows, I believe it's in April, I talk about that. Um, how 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 thinking these happy thoughts work. And uh, if you're interested, call me and I'll, of course, discuss it with you as well. It does work, and it's a, it's it's incredibly powerful, powerful. So anyway, we had the death wish. We carry it with us, and every once in a while we hook it, so to speak, because something reminds us of it, of that feeling we had when we felt unwanted, and we get depressive episodes. Depressive episodes. You know, it looks different in different people. My father had it, uh, well, let me just go in general. It, it it varies in frequency, which means how often you get a, a, an episode. Duration, how long the episode lasts, and how serious, okay, the episode is, all right? So it's frequency, duration, and how serious the episode is. Those are the three things. The way you could you could uh, evaluate a, a depressive episode. Now, my father didn't get it very frequently. Maybe every f- number of years, but the duration was that it lasted until he got shock treatments. Yeah, those horrible things. That thing you saw on the one floor of the cuckoo's nest, yeah, those kind of shock treatments in a hospital, in a mental hospital. Uh, so his duration was forever until he got it, a shock treatment, and then the seriousness was bad because he, he couldn't function with it. Now, for me, I got it once in a while. It got worse as I got older. The duration... Hmm, Less than a day, so it lasted hours for me. Horrible, though, even if it was a minute, believe me. And how serious I was able to pretty much function and usually get out of it within a reasonable amount of time. But sometimes, you know, I didn't function very well while I while I had it. Um, and, and, you know, every variation um, of this exists, uh, how the way people suffer from it. The first person I cured, uh, their frequency was every day. All right, that sounds pretty, uh, pretty scary. But um, truth is, she got over it before the end of the day because she got it again the next day. So the, the duration wasn't longer than a day, and I guess I don't know exactly how serious it was. I assume she was able to function at least get out of it. And um, and that you know that enabled her you know to, to to function, but then she got it again the next day. So so again, the fact that there's a great deal of frequency doesn't doesn't make it worse or better or anything. It's just a combination. 
how serious it is, you know, uh, for you, how how well you can function or not. Some people, it goes on for weeks and they can't do anything. They stay in bed all day and so on and so forth. So, But the key thing to remember is either you have it or you don't. Regardless of the duration, frequency, or seriousness of, of an episode, it's uh it's how long it's uh it's how long you have it. I mean it, it it's a fact that you have it or you don't. And if you have it you have it. You've had it from birth. Although I did work with someone who got it when he was about fifteen. And he told me he was he was not wanted by his parents. He told me he wanted to die. And as soon as he said he felt he wanted to die, his depression started. I'm not making this stuff up. Believe me, I, I, it, I couldn't have figured it out like that. I was told about it, and then every time I checked, the more I looked into it, the more the it was the concept was reinforced. In fact, I was talking to a psychologist about it. She didn't think women had it more than men. I don't know why I bothered her. I mean, you know, but I went and looked it up, and yeah, women are like almost twice as likely to have depression as men. I also looked up how many women are wanted when they're born, and it turns out that 40% of first children, they want a, a boy, which would imply the girl wasn't wanted, and bingo, there's your depression. Wasn't wanted, got a death wish, and was depressed. I swear, I mean, it, it follows perfectly. And the more you link into it, the more it works. But that's not important. What's important is if you suffer, you should get help. There's no reason to suffer. It, life is a thousand times better since I've cured myself. A thousand times better. My God. I feel good most of the time, almost every day. And if I feel a little down, I just think my happy thoughts and I'm better. It's that simple. Of course, I don't suffer anymore. But even if you do, happy thoughts will get you out of it. Okay? A little hint. A little freebie here. Just think about the things that make you happy in life. It works like a charm. But but get over it completely. Because there's something else involved. Dysthymia, it's called. Uh, I, I knew about it, but I didn't have a word for it. All right? And uh, it, it, it means a low-grade feeling of being down, okay? Now, let me get the exact word for you here. Uh, here it is. Dysthymia. D is in David. Y-S-T-H-Y-M-I-A. I call it depression's negative baseline. It's something that's with you all the time. For a depressive, they're always down. They always have that. I could pick it out in some people. Just the tone of their voice, the look on their face sometimes. I could tell a depression. Of course, I've been doing this a while. But, yeah, it's a sadness. There's an underlying sadness in them. And that's the sadness of being rejected and wanting to die. <laughs> that could make you pretty sad. You know, but we, you know, depressives are used to it. They don't know any better. So they just think this is the way life is. God, you're wrong. It's not like that. And when I cured myself, in fact, uh, this uh, woman who who I see who runs meetings, 
uh, of heal, you know, for healers, and I see her at least once a month. She saw me at the meeting and said, "Paul, you look happier." You know, and I felt bad when I didn't know other people could uh, could realize. She knew it because she was depressive herself, so she she knew that feeling and that look and whatever. She spotted it with me, and she said, "I said, yeah." I told her I cured myself. She said, "Could you cure me?" I said, "Sure, of course," and I helped her as well. And uh, in fact, if you look at in my uh, testimonials, you'll see uh, you'll see that testimonial towards the bottom. Um, anyway, we're going and the live feed is going to end in about a minute. So I just want to let you know uh, if you if you want to hear the whole show, just go. Go to the archives, and you can fast-forward it to the end and listen to the whole show. I'm going to go a little beyond the time here. Um, and uh just want to let you know you're listening to Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Getting on Top on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Paul Morris. We're here usually Wednesdays from 4 to 4.30 p.m. And uh if you want to, well, my website is being worked on now, it will be depressivesanonymous.org, depressivesanonymous.org. It should be up hopefully in a couple of weeks, Uh, not moving along as fast as I had hoped, but it will be there. Or you can contact me, email me at paul at depressivesanonymous.org. Anonymous, A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. It's a hard word to spell. Dot org. Uh, you can call me at 845-425-6389, and we could talk. You know, I'll give you a free consultation. I want to help people. Uh, anyway, a couple of things. Uh, I want to talk about depression and, and uh, homicide. And uh, homicide, Suicide. Well, actually, the guy who killed, uh, one of the people that killed the other people did suffer from depression. Actually, he wanted to kill himself. The one who killed the, uh, horribly killed the, uh, uh, these uh, soldiers uh, and Marines, uh, Marine and four Marines in a cell. What a horrible, horrible thing. God, if you're going to die, don't take other people with you, for God's sakes. That's such a low thing to do. That's so so sad these young men with families being murdered by this creep I don't care if you suffer from depression if you kill other people you're a creep and you're a low life There's no need to kill other people you shouldn't kill yourself but you have no right to take other people's lives what you do with yourself is between you and God but take other people's lives is horrible anyway Sorry to get emotional, but I, I did. it saddens me to see young men like that being murdered for no reason whatsoever. Anyway, people commit suicide uh, when they're depressed, not because just because depression makes you feel bad, which it does. There's a much stronger driver there, a much stronger driver. And people think, well, you're depressed, you're down. You're... No, people who are down and feel bad, don't kill themselves, you know, unless something catastrophic happens, perhaps. But normally, no. 
And if you check, you'll see there's a connection, a statistical connection, again, between depression and suicide. There's also a cause and effect between depression and suicide because depression wants to kill you. That death wish you implanted in your subconscious mind, you know, just like someone's hypnotized, you know, they tell them to bark like a dog and they bark, you know, that 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 uh, message, that instruction you put in your mind, it's trying to do it. So whenever it's hooked, whenever it's triggered, and you got this episode, it's saying, okay, you want to die, let's try to do it. And it tries to make you feel like feel like crap and you and you don't want to live and everything you think about feels bad and looks bad and it's pushing you trying to push you over this cliff and you're trying to survive and and whatever you try to do it outsmarts you and eventually something happens which pops you out of it hopefully but you know it, it's trying to push you over the cliff and if you feel down enough long enough you and you know things in your life are bad. This is it's you know you'll do it, but it's a specific driver here. It's not coincidence. It's a driver. Depression is a driver. It tries to kill you, and that's why it's connected with depression. And uh, a lot of our veterans, unfortunately, are killing themselves at a rate of twenty to twenty-two a day. It's so sad. I would love to help them. If you're a veteran, I will work. I will take care of you for nothing, for free. Okay? You put your life on the line for our country, and I will help you for nothing. It's just three sessions. It takes two weeks. You know, three sessions, two weeks in between. One a week, another a week, and then the last one. And it's not that painful. If you're near my, you can come to my home office Otherwise, I could do it on the phone. If you have Skype, even better. That's what I did with someone from uh, Australia, Sydney, Australia. I work with them with Skype so we could look at each other. It helps me see responses and so on. All veterans, you will not be charged for this uh, process. So normally I charge $350 for three sessions. Check, you could check it out on my website when it's up in a little while. Anyway, that's the connection. The reason so many uh, of our veterans do that is because of the post-traumatic stress is so bad for some people. And that connected with the depression is really a, a, a killer, literally. And it gets people in such a bad state that the depression wins out. Okay. And uh, it kills them. Their, their their life force is weakened, and that's why they they kill themselves. Unfortunately, so there's hope. I found a cure. Talk to me. I will help you. Paul Morris, eight four four eight four five four two five six three eight nine, or Paul at depressives. Anonymous.org. Depressives Anonymous. Depressives Anonymous.org. So I know I didn't cover everything, um, but 
know, we pretty much run out of time today. I'll try to cover more, and you can read more about it in uh, my website when it's up in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday. Take care. We're going to go out to the full version of Freight Train Freddy. Uh, by the way, uh, if you like the song, if you buy the iPad version of uh, of Freight Train Freddy, the book, the beautiful pictures, it comes with the song. The Kindle does not uh, can't doesn't have the song, but the the iPad version does. That's ftfcreations.com. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. It's beautiful out here in the Northeast, in New York suburbs. Bye now. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Everybody was his friend And they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect And was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy.